Hi there, welcome again to Let's Talk Tottenham. Quick fire episodes now, being that we've not got anything to do with our lives and no football going on. So I had Grant on uh, earlier in the week. I, I can't remember which day exactly, but I haven't known which day it is for about two weeks now. Uh, got another guest today, uh, Mark Sweeney, um, another Spurs fan. Uh, for anyone who wants to follow him, who doesn't already, at 1981Spurs, his Twitter handle. Uh, again, any questions uh, you want to ask uh, me about the podcast, any questions, comments at LTalk Tottenham. Uh, we've got Mark on this week talking about all sorts again. Uh, our season, uh, the, the rumours about Andon Bele being wanted by Barcelona, Mounier on a free. Uh, how we see that, how he sees the, uh, the transfer window going now with the coronavirus issues and the financial implications. Uh, what, what the Premier League will do, avoiding or finishing the season, um, and other other subjects as well. Um, so in, with that being said, with all of those subjects and more, let's talk top. Hi there, Mark. Thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, good, uh, like I said with uh, Grant in the last episode, it's good to have someone to bounce ideas off rather than just me talking non-stop. Um, but yeah, so in terms of subjects, uh, I know you said you wanted to talk about uh, transfers, near misses, transfers that got you excited. Um, yeah. So in terms of transfers that got you excited, what what would you say would be the top three there? Ooh, um, I mean, they have to have, um, for me, Kingsman at number one. Mm. Um, that was in 1994, wasn't it? Just yeah. um, after, after the World Cup. Um I don't remember those events, I didn't have the internet, so I just remember um, being at my grandparents' house um, in Plumston in London and going <laughs> on to speak facts and seeing that we'd signed Kinsman and it was just, it was just shocking at the time. I was like, what? What yeah. has happened? What, what yeah. is this? We signed a world class striker. He's a World Cup winner, um, wasn't he? It was just like, yeah. is, is this really happening exactly. that little Tottenham have signed a World Cup winner? Megastar at the time, and um, I know I've, I have on your previous podcast you compared it to Lewandowski, which I think is a good Cup, he scored some overhead or bicycle kick, didn't he, from quite far out, out, which I think, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, number two, um, I would probably put Van der Vaart, um, because I another one that I remember watching play for Ajax and just thinking, wow, this is a a player that, you know, he just had so much skill um, and technical ability, Um, and it was one that, you know, I thought, Knocking to him, so, yeah, you know, we're trying to pull off a last minute saying the 
present from Levy to uh, Redknapp, wasn't it, yeah, really? Not even present, just bloody buy someone, please. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I would put that as, as a number two. Number three, um, I remember it being quite excited when we started the show to get We're from mm. West Ham. Um, I think that involved a bit of a stop in it was Zamora at the time. I think with Defoe, you knew exactly what you were getting, didn't you? Like yeah. in terms of clinical in front of goal, and would if you give him chances, he'll score goals. I think you knew, you knew exactly what you were getting there. Absolutely, yeah. I tried to put a bet on when Redknapp cake joined that we'd get Defoe in that whatever the transfer window was yeah. next, but yeah. they, they wouldn't do it for me. But, <laughs> but I, I, I was only putting a tenner on it. If I'd have said, oh, I've got a thousand pounds here, they'd probably given yeah. me some odds. But yeah, I, I, but yeah, my, my dad, my dad said that Robbie Keane would come back in that window as well. So that would have been even bigger odds. But yeah, no one took that. But. That was crazy. Um, did Shindon come back in that window there? I can't remember. Yeah, I, Van der Vaart. I didn't really know too much about Klingsman. Obviously, right. I knew a lot about. The, the, the first football I ever watched was the ninety ninety World Cup. My dad had a VHS highlights yeah. thing, and Klingsman was one of the stars in the Germany team there. Then ninety four with that overhead kick that he scored, and then him mm. joining was just it was kind of like. This isn't happening, surely. But, but no, it was ins- it was insane. It was. Uh, yeah. insane. I, I worked on CFAX or Teletext, whatever it was, and I was like, oh, I need to go buy the Evening Standard. And, you know, <laughs> um, I was so so happy and so so disappointed when he left. Yeah, it's um, just a real shame he was only there for a year. He could have been an absolute yeah. like, le- legend of the club if he'd have stayed there for three four years. I, I know he came yeah. back and saved us from relegation, but it's not quite the same. But. It wasn't the same. No, no. I think I think the final game was Wimbledon, wasn't it? He scored four in that one. To, four goals, yeah. I can't yeah, remember what the score games. was, but yeah. We've got six, six, two ups. I think we were losing, weren't we? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. He's just an unbelievable player. But, uh, I think that improved, he, he improved Sheringham's game no end, I think. I mean, showing yeah. him as a quality player as it was, but then having someone like a World Cup winner like Klingsman's calibre there, and I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you must have been giving him so many tips in training that you, you don't see as the public. Um, yeah, they were just an unbelievable partnership, weren't they? Mm. But I think, I could be wrong, but I think because we signed Chris Armstrong, didn't we, the season after yeah. Klingsman? 
And I think Sheridan and, and Armstrong, they scored even more goals together. They, um, yeah. yeah, unbelievably, yeah. But I think maybe that's because there was a bit more of a structure than, than Ozzy Arvidas had. We're sticking everyone up front, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame with RD Lizet. He's obviously a legend and, and Hoddle as well in, in yeah. I think, early 2000, late 99. Um, but sometimes these legends don't don't succeed, well, yeah. do they? Lampard's doing okay at Chelsea at the moment. and I, I, I'm pretty sure that at some point in the future, Gerard will be Liverpool manager. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I was gonna, I'm just going to touch on that there, Chris, because uh, yeah. I was looking at, obviously we spoke about some of the stuff that I would be speaking about today. Yeah. And I looked at you know some of the, the near misses and, and transfers that we could have had and ones that we actually ended up with. Um, so just touch on Hoddle because it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a successful time. No. Um, I just looked at, because you remember we were looking at Simon Rivaldo. That's Klingsman level, that, isn't it? Oh, that was Klingsman level, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I remember that and being like, quite excited about it. Uh, so I looked back at the articles at the time, and one that gets forgotten, and I remember quite clearly, was we were also after Morientes at that time um, in mm. Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously we ended up with neither of them. Mm. And then I was just looking at the, the players who did actually sign um, that window, um, and we ended up with Moby Kane, which was good, mm. um, for, for 9.5 million. Lars Hitchfeld, do you remember him? Goalkeeper on a free transfer. Asimovic mm. on a free transfer. Rowan Ricketts on a free transfer. Mm. <laughs> also, but yeah. Baroto Lonzo, I've never even heard of him, never heard of him no. on a free transfer. Jamie Redner on a free transfer. Jonathan Blondell, who was a, a Belgian uh, prospect on a free transfer. And Toda, the Japanese guy, on loan. So when you think that was what Hollywood was given when we were supposed to be after the likes yeah. of Morientes you know, and Rivaldo, and actually at the time, I don't remember this, Tim Sherwood come out and spoke up out against the board and, and got two weeks' wages fine. <laughs> in a similar yeah. way that Danny Rose spoke about Eric quite recently, Tim Sherwood then the same at the time and was paying two weeks' wages. Yeah, um, it's quite odd then so, that Sherwood was the manager how many years ago it was, absolutely. but absolutely. if he's having a go at the same board that were yeah. the ones employing him, but... Exactly. And that was back in 2002. And they're still having a similar kind of things going on today. Listen, I'm not an Eric out by any stretch of imagination. I'm pretty much on the fence, to be honest with you. I see the kids that they've done. I see the bad, you know, because yeah. things like that. You can just go, well, yeah. Things are just going to that little bit. Push that a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not inside. They're running a major, multi-million, billion pound industry. Um, we don't know, do we? But, um, no. I, 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 I'm the same with you there. I think they've done so much good. There's no way we would be the level of club that we are at the moment without them. Yeah. But then we should have progressed. And, and that's kind of down to them as well. So it, it's a 50-50. They've done good, but they've also done bad. Yeah. No, um, yeah. When you start looking into these things, um, you, you can see the good that they've done. So I, I also did um, a top 10... Um, in terms of the players that have come in hmm. to the club, you know, the record signings that we've made and the players that we've sold as well, it's pretty much even. We've, we've sold in the top, we've got, sorry, in the top 10 a value of 299 million. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the ballet center, Sissoko, Bergman, Tabardo, Lamella, Sesame, and Mora, Oriette, and Son, combined to 299 million. And they sold Bow, Walker, Bergman, Modric, King, Trippier, Carrick, Rimmer, Chatterton, and Mason for 296 million. Yeah. So they're both sort of books that when you look at things. Um, and then you look at the net spend league, which I was doing just before we started speaking. <laughs> we're 17th. Yeah. Obviously, a league of, of 20. And only, I think, Sheffield United, Southampton, and maybe Norwich below us. Um, and that's over the last five windows. So we spent um, just under 19 million. Um, on you know, the net spend for the past five windows, which isn't really, you know, for a team that's just got to the Champions League final, um, who's been consistently in the top four, you think, well, something's in this, really, you know. Yeah. And, and, and again, they've been in Pan Stadium, so, you know, you've got to weigh everything up, really. Yeah. Um, I think we used to be a selling club, didn't we? Uh, with uh, yeah. uh, Modric, Bale, Berbatov, even Carrick, uh, yeah. which we're not anymore, but. Um, what, what, you mentioned Nombele there. What, what, what are your thoughts on him? Because there's there's reports at the moment, whether it's true or not, of, of yeah. going to Barcelona. I, I think it's obvious for all Spurs fans that he's, he's got some unbelievable talent, but then his attitude or fitness or both isn't quite there. But what's your view on that? Keep him or, or, um, or, or, or sell him? Well, I would keep him. He's a, he's a young player. He's 22. 23 maybe. Yeah, something um, around that, yeah. He's our record, he's our record signing. As you say, we've seen glimpses of what he's capable of doing. You just need to see it on a consistent basis. And, you know, for me, I would have added more positive to go, I'll just get no. that out there. Yeah, um, I, I'm the same. I, 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 it's the closest I've ever come to not not an actual football match, but in football crying. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'll admit that, I'll admit that. But, yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I'm so I'm still getting there. Unless the main thing over any anything, anything that's not getting annoyed about anything, he's a man that deserves to be given the opportunity to put things right. Yeah. Um, the loyalty that he's shown to us. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know the ins and outs. You know, when he's going to get, you know, I like Tottenham, I'm staying here, I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Um, when we got rid of him, I just think, you know what, that's just a disgrace. So he yeah. done things on a shoestring, in relative terms, on a shoestring budget, which I just highlighted that as the last five seasons we spent 18.9 million, and consistently got us into the Champions League. But so the final of the League Cup, which lost to Chelsea, and the Champions League, I've heard of. I mean, as a kid, right enough, even in the Champions League, let alone the final. Yeah, I, um, I, I saw someone on Twitter say yesterday they thought that he'd lost the passion for Tottenham, which there's something in that, but I, I personally think he didn't lose the passion for the club, he just lost the passion to dealing with someone like Levy, and I think yeah. he's been let down again and again and again, and he's left with players that... Uh, I mean, that, that season where we didn't sign anyone and then we get to a Champions League final was almost a miracle, but it, 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 it then showed because then we've got a stale squad and... and you, you need freshening up every now and then, and Levy didn't provide that for him. So I think he just got fed up. Like if you're in a job where you're just not happy, not happy because you're just not getting any support from your manager, you're going to get fed up. And I think it was that. Yeah, and I think it was. Yeah. 
Like, really, I mean, look, there were days that said, I want to go to school and be a person. That's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> I honestly hope there are those. I hope it does more than something. And then it's going to the top, obviously. Um, so that would be ridiculous. But I really hope he does well, because he's, he's an unreal man. Um, but, yeah, absolutely love him. He, he, mm. the, the joy that he gave us as fans, we can talk about the trophies and everything else, but to get top of it, which I think is a very hard of. Yeah. Um, you didn't dream of that five, six, seven years ago. So, no. you know, it, just, yeah, just great man. Um, and, and, but, you know, that's not the new manager. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? Going back to England, I'm hoping that, you know, once the British, within the other league, people are locked down. And it does show that you've that they're speaking and showing some encouragement to get them to the level of play. I believe you can do it. You look, you've got to support the new manager. But when, when, when Jose came in a day after Pochettino got fired, it felt like I was yeah. kind of like, cheating on Pochettino there it's like yeah. you have a long relationship it, it breaks up for whatever reason you then go out with someone else the next day it feels like a, a bit yeah. disrespectful but you've got to support him and his credentials what he's won are, are second to none although I personally think he hasn't really moved with the times that football has changed but what, what do you think of obviously he's had a bit of a difficult period with stale squad no one being bought and then Three massive injuries. Sissoko is a big part of our midfield. Son and Kane, who are basically our goals. I, so, how, how do you think he's done, and, and how long would you give him to kind of then say, okay, well, so, something's got to change here, or, or we need to see something? Well, first of all, um, with Mourinho, um, I even though he's a Chelsea manager, I absolutely loved him when he first went there. Mm. He was he was arrogant, he was yeah, he was he was basically running class as that way. And you know, he was entertaining, um, and he just got everyone believing and on board and it's them you know, it's us against them attitude and it really worked. I mean, he was a, just he was brilliant. And then when he was at Man United, I was like, Oh, you're just boring, mate. And yeah. you've lost it. You've lost Whatever it was you had, that spark, you've lost it. And I thought when he first came in, he seemed to have got it back, and he was the, uh, what did he call himself, the narrow one. Uh, was it the humble one or something? The humble one, yeah, something along those lines. Um, and it started off really well, but I think, you know, I, I hope he does well, you know. And I, I, I can't say I dislike him because I don't. Um, but he does play a negative type of football, um, and he's been doing that. But again, we started off really well when we had the players. We were mm. playing an entertaining brand of football, weren't we? Yeah. Um, was it we went three up against West Ham and ended up winning three two or yeah. something along those lines? And we've got to give him another season at least. You know, mm. as you said, we had all of our top players out injured. Um, even Bergwijn, who was doing well, then got injured, and you know, so. We've got to give him a season. We've got to give him the opportunity to get the play. Look, we know this is why I didn't think he would be coming in yeah. because he's a checkbook manager, isn't he? He gets yeah. and he does well when he gets the money. He gets the system and he gets the players that he wants. Gets a big guy up front um, who holds the ball up, and you know. <laughs> I don't think he can, and he he was basically playing even when Kane was there. Like we've got Drogba up top, and yeah, you know. I mean, for all Kane's qualities, which 
in terms of scoring goals, he's better than Drogba. Drogba yeah. didn't score as many goals, but in terms no. of hold, I, I think holding the ball up and strength is Kane's only real weakness as a striker. And yeah. when you're playing in a team where the idea looks to be to have the striker hold it up, but it's the thing with can Marina adapt? Because obviously Kane was our was our best player. He's a, he's, a, he's a guy from the youth academy, and we want to keep hold of him. Can we adapt to can Marina adapt to fit the system? And I think he was doing that. To be honest, as I said, I think it started off really well, um, but then we did get them injuries, so he couldn't really be judged for me. I don't really think yeah. you can judge Marina um, on this season. Um, and even if this season did continue and we ended up outside Champions League. He, you know, what team could deal with the amount of injuries that he had to endure? So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm certainly not writing him off or saying he's done a bad job or a good job or whatever because I don't think we can judge him on, on half a season. Yeah. And, and with the injuries that he's had to put up with, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's had a lot of injuries. There, I think, you know. Everyone's saying, "Oh, is Mourinho not doing this or that? Not doing that?" A- any team would struggle if one of their like a Kane type player, their best player, biggest player, was injured. Like you know, you, you look at Liverpool, Salah, Mane, Firmino. One of them gets injured, completely changes the the way they play. I know they got a Vigi, but he's not at that level. So I, I do agree. He's got to give be given uh, the next season, but. Like you said, he's a checkbook manager. How do you see the transfer window panning out? Because obviously this coronavirus has got serious financial implications. Yes. Do, do you see, not not just Tottenham, but I know Ed Woodward has come out and said it, do, do you see anyone really paying big money for transfers? And you've got financial fair play as well um, to contend with. I mean, I don't, to be honest with you, because I don't see how... We, any club can mm. um, you know even the, the, we, you think about the Lombello rumours that was all through the spot and players wasn't it yeah well, there's going to be a lot of that maybe loans with a, with a few departures on top of them um, but I think none of us really have any idea do we of how things are going to run no develop um, but I can't see major teams spending sort of 200 300 million um on, on, on their transfer budget yeah. or like PSG have done in the past dropping 200 million on a, on a player yeah. um, I, can't, I can't see that happening but I just suppose we just let them know really yeah. no. I, 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 I think you're right there and I think the benefit is that you know even if he wants to go Kane ain't going anywhere because no one's got 200 million right. to spare so he's right. with us for four years whether he likes it or not potentially no absolutely um, yeah, so, yeah. But, what do you think Mourinho will do because there, there's Big rumours at the moment I've seen on Twitter that Thomas Mounier, a right back, who I mean, any right back has got to be an upgrade on what we've got at the moment with someone who just has a rush of blood to the head every time he defends. Uh, but potentially that that Mounier is a done deal, free transfer, which I think is the way we'll go. How, how do you, how do you see Mourinho do doing his transfer business? And, and like I said, do you think he can adapt to bringing in new players or working with youth players and bringing in players that aren't? The, the, the big checkbooks that he's got because I think that's what he's going to have to do and, and work to that rather than just go I want that player bring him in well we've got no track record of doing that Chris so I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know a lot about um, the uh, PSG to be completely honest with you um, 
I think, by the sounds of it, um, he's a steady enough player, as you just said yourself. He can't be any worse than the other one we've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he didn't get him to go back there, um, because he's just... Yeah, I, I I do quite like him in a in a going forward sense because he he, yeah. he has got a good cross on him and goes forward well. But then he, he, you've got to balance that out with what he does the other end. He's he's not Trent Alexander Arnold, is he? Uh, creating I don't know twenty goals a season or whatever, and then every time he defend. I mean that 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 Manchester City when he went through the back of Aguero and Aguero's pretty much on the touchline going away from goal. I mean just. Yeah. Even a child would understand the, the the risk assessment there of just okay, just leave him to go out wide. Yeah, I mean, it's every time he steps off the pitch, yeah. he's got something crazy in him, isn't it? It's either going to be a penalty, he's going to get himself sent off. Um, and I was really excited when we signed him. I thought, mm. you know, we signed Walker for 15 million, we bought him in for like 26 million. I thought, actually, this, is, this could be a good bit of business. Um, but even if you watch the, I mean, again, I don't, I don't watch a lot of French football, so I've done the usual thing, go on YouTube, and he looks excited, but even then I was thinking, he goes to ground a lot, all mm. <laughs> his highlight reel was him just sliding in, and making <laughs> tackles, but then you're thinking, actually, what about the pins where they don't come off, and we've seen a few of them, yeah. um, so he's always going to ground, isn't he, he's always just lying yeah. in. Um, so hopefully um, we can we can get rid of him because he's not a Mourinho type player. I think. He's not disciplined enough, is he? Um, but in terms of, I think that's what we're going to be looking for. Chris is going to be the free transfers. Um, and, and I think that's what we need. I think same for a few years. We need to get in some players with smaller heads that have won things, um, just for you know, just for that bit of belief around the squad. Um, you know, I'd like to have seen. Ibrahimovic when he went to Monday night, something like that. Yeah. Someone who's been there and done it. They can say, look, guys, this is, this is how you get it over the line. Yeah. Um, and I think they're missing that sometimes. Yeah, well, there was a chance that we could have got him in January, wasn't there? Um, yeah, we but that, I, I think uh, for all of his faults, Ibrahimovic, with, in terms of money and everything like that, and he's a big ego, Like all the Man United players said, Behind closed doors, he was absolutely superb. And he'd have been unbelievable for someone like Kane, just giving him tips on... Similar to how Klingsman, I think, was to sharing him. Ibrahimovic would have been absolutely amazing for Kane. And he's just won trophies everywhere he's been, hasn't he? Yeah. Rashford came up this week, didn't he? In terms of what influence he had on him when he was a player. Yeah. It's just someone like that. I don't know who it would be. No. There must be some players in like Cavani or just someone that can come in, do a job, and just have a run on the players, like you say, to just pass on some advice for some younger players. In a realistic sense, William's available at Chelsea, isn't he? I know we were interested in him before he went to Chelsea, but he's won... He won two league titles there. He must have won, a, yeah, won an FA I mean, Cup as well. So it, it's not Ibrahimovic's uh, no, success I, level, but it's someone who knows how to win. And, and I still think he's got something to give. He, he wouldn't get in ahead of Son, Mora, maybe, Bergvine, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think in the dressing room, he could be quite good, for, certainly I for those see, players. Yeah, I can see that one happening. I'm not. I'll be honest with you, I'm not over keen on it just because of um, <laughs> what he did to us you know, <laughs> before. But, you know, it's one of them that if he turns up and he, he puts on the shirt, you get behind him, don't you? Yeah. Um, what what, what so, do you think of Giroud? Because that was, that was rumoured in January. And then... I mean, I, heard you, I think I heard you speak about that before. I, I, 
give it another podcast. Apologies if it was. Yeah. But I think he would have been a good. I, I think he would have been a good um, signing for us actually. And yeah. again, he's another one played for Arsenal and Chelsea. But I think as a as something, he would have been an idea, wouldn't he? Yesterday, after yeah. he came out, um, I think he would have done a really good job for us. And I wasn't. I was sort of on board with that. Like, um, I think with the William one, it's just um, the way that supposedly he was at our training ground and then went to Chelsea. Look, can you blame it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the time, no. Yeah. yeah, he's a Brazilian. He doesn't really know Tottenham. He wouldn't have heard of Chelsea because there's been a lot of Brazilians there. They give him the Champions League, they won the Champions League. Yeah. You, you know, for him, it's a no brainer. They paid him more money. But for us as fans, we're like, well, you've done the dirty on this kind of thing so you know if it, if it happens and I think it probably will happen so I think that's the way we're going to be going I think, yeah. I, I think that that's Pochettino's greatest achievement because if that was to happen now I think he'd choose Tottenham because they're the bi- maybe not the bigger club in terms of what they've won and all that but in terms of stature there's not yeah. a huge amount difference between them whereas at the time it was yeah. Chelsea all the way whereas Pochettino has turned us from Champions League wannabes to now regulars, which, I mean, if this season finishes as it is or, or we don't get in it, then that, that obviously goes out and then we've got to get back in it. But yeah, I think now it's 50-50 on would you choose Chelsea or Tottenham? Yeah, and I think with the Premier League, he's still going money in, isn't he? But it's not to the levels that he was doing before. Um, I think you're right. I don't think it's a, a, a sort of... There's still been a conclusion if Chelsea come in for a player and we do, they're not necessarily going to pick Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all sort of, I'd say they're a little bit ahead of us, but we're, we're there or thereabouts. And the, the project can be sold to them. And I think having someone like Mourinho could sell a project to someone as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, he is a big, a big name manager. Um, mm-hmm. And in the league, you know, you've got Guardiola, and then underneath that, you've got Mourinho, really. And underneath that, you've got Klopp. Hmm. Um, you can have him ahead of the window now, and I think he is in terms of the way that he manages a club, but in terms of trophies won, that he's, you know, he's in the top two of the world, isn't he? Well, I personally think that, that maybe Pep is, is the weakest of all of those three managers, which sounds like a crazy statement, hmm. but he's only really done it at um, big, big clubs where he's had either the big money or the big players already there. It's like Barcelona with, I mean, that midfield, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, maybe Messi isn't a midfielder, but those yeah. two with him there, then, you know, Bayern Munich with Robin and Lewandowski, and then Dortmund just lost Klopp, I think. Now Man City with all the money, whereas Klopp has built Liverpool up in a similar way to that Pochettino did, and Mourinho, he built, I mean, winning the Champions League with Porto was unbelievable and then winning it with Inter Milan where the next season we, we battered them quite easily at home uh, whether Mourinho has lost his way a bit now and, and not adapted I don't know but like, yeah I, I think Pep's the weakest of the three yeah, I think you could be right actually um, and that's what gives you a little bit of hope isn't it mm-hmm. what he did with Paul Tony won the Leicester Cup as it was then and then the second mm-hmm. season won the Champions League yeah. yeah. and as you said he put it with Inter Milan and they're, they're, they're big clubs but they're in the same kind of level as Tottenham could he come in and do a similar thing here with the right backer I think he probably could yeah. if he got the right backer and got the players that he wanted he probably could do something similar Um but it is just a case of whether you will get that back in yeah. hands, you know, with the corona as you just said then. Um, it's looking unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, well, I couldn't see how it worked with him and Levy at the start. With you know, I think 
as much as everyone likes Pochettino and both of us do, I think he's a bit of a yes man. With mm-hmm. Mourinho, I, I could just see them having arguments and blazing arguments all the time. Um, but w- whether that's the case or not now, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> I couldn't see how that would work. playing that negative football wasn't isn't my biggest problem with him because George Graham played that way and I quite liked him he got a defence sorted out but my issue with Mourinho is he's essentially got a three year lifespan before he upsets everybody um, yeah. and then it all goes sour but what, what, do you, what were your views on, on towards the end of the season before it all cut off with him calling Ndombele out I can't remember which game that was now but he, he basically called him out didn't he and let's skip off the hook um, do, do you think that was a uh, potential, obviously, if the season carried on, a potential masterstroke that Ndombele would go, right, I'll show you? Or do you think it could have uh, just dented his confidence even more and then just sunk him into himself? Oh, I'm going to set my friends a bit on this one, to be honest. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, this is a left-wing striker. Like, this is a because there was no real chance for him to react to it because obviously the whole league uh, stopping and everything like that. Okay, so we'll have a little break there and discuss transfers and Jose and Pochettino and and other things as well. So have a little break uh, and then come back and discuss... uh, what we think will happen with the rest of the season, uh, our season, Premier League season and, and other European seasons and other Tottenham related uh, subjects, so back in a bit. Hi there and we're back. So um, we alluded to that you know the season being cut off there, so what would your view be on, on what you'd do if you were in charge of, of of the season voiding it or finishing it and obviously <laughs> I think most Spurs fans would say void it because it's been a terrible season and put the European places to the teams who had it last year but in, in an impartial way what what, what, what would you do? <laughs> uh, well, it's quite easy to go it's easy void it because then we're in Europe done next but yeah in an impartial way what would you do? Or maybe not what you would do but what what you think should happen yeah because I think if you finish it now it's so unfair to teams like Sheffield United who will never have that kind of season again but then 
takes a lot away but like you know you've got other things like wrestling for example is doing everything behind closed doors which the fans are a big part of that so it it does work in a sense it's carrying on but then you lose a lot of atmosphere and and, but then in wrestling that they don't need the money of the fans there really where not not so much a Tottenham Man United or anyone like that but teams like Burnley or Sheffield United and certainly in the EFL divisions they rely on their gate receipts to, to be able to keep afloat. Yeah. And this is what I mean. I, I, to be honest, I wasn't aware that um, wrestling was going, going ahead um, still. So they're still, they're still there, but it's still an event. Yeah. And they're at the hand going through, and I wasn't aware of that. But then I think you've got to look at, just the Premier League, and the schools with the divisions, you know, League 1, the 2, Championship, they all have to, to play as well. Um, because we need to, you know, the team's going to get relegated. Um, so it needs to it needs to be an even thing across all leagues. Yeah. There's nine nine Premier League games left, um, and then you've got to look at all the games that are left in the Champions. It's a lot of travelling and and people going, you know, not not spectators, but people going to you know, an entourage to play. You know, there's a, it's a lot of people travelling uh, and going and, and, and being around each other. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, obviously. I don't know. Whether it would be allowed or not, um, I'd like to see this. I'd like to see the season. No, I think everyone um, would, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 for us, it'd be great to call it off, as you just said. <laughs> go back to go back yeah. to being in the top four and having another crack at it. But I think the fairest thing to do is trying to finish the season. Mm. Um, but it just all depends on what the government say with the lockdown. I mean, mm. my stepdad said to me earlier today that there's talk of. Continue in two weeks' time. Yeah, I, I saw that, but it was in the sun, so I, you know, I mean, just I mean, it's probably about as reliable as me making a statement on here saying that this is the, the official response going from the sun. I think you, I think you would be more reliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, I can't do that. I can't really do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's my, my issue with it is that essentially, that, well, they have like a month off now, so essentially, they're on their, their post season break where they're not doing anything. So you, you bring them back, they, they've got to um, essentially have a pre-season to get back to fitness because you, you can be as fit as a fiddle, but match fitness is a completely different animal. And, and if players have just been running about in their garden or using their home gyms or whatever they've got, and then all of a sudden they're playing Premier League matches, they're going to get injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got to factor that in as well. So there's no way you can start in two weeks. Yeah. And I think what's happening is the papers are just... Making something not unusual, is it? No. Speculating and making, making these stories up because I said yeah. yesterday 
I didn't read the article that Bridget did last, but I see a headline from Jason Fair um, saying that um, we couldn't stop the season anyway because UEFA are stopping it. And in that afternoon, the Dutch then said, oh, we've uh, spoken with the Dutch team, we wouldn't look the season away. Yeah. So, do, 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 do you think that's fair as well with the, the Dutch Arisa uh, Divisi? Uh, <laughs> I apologise for butchering the, the pronunciation of that, but that's obviously voided and the league positions, I think, are now frozen, so that's where teams are finished. Whereas the Bundesliga, they're saying it's it's starting, I think, the 9th or 11th of May, so those teams have a chance to get into Champions League places. So do, do, do you think it's fair that some, some leagues or, or one league has basically not got the right to, to compete until the end and other teams and other divisions have? I mean, I think it all comes down to, and again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a politician, I don't know when the lockdown happens in Holland. No. Um, and I, I, from my understanding of it is, there's been a lot more, um, in terms of the, the number of the population, a lot more sort of fatalities in, in Netherlands than there has been in right. Germany, because Germany reacted quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know... They've obviously got their reasons for doing it. Um, I think Germany seems to be starting really quickly, don't they? If that, if that is going to happen on the, on the 11th of May. Um, and I think that will be the guideline for other leagues, really. And, and, and I suppose it all comes down to money, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. to be honest about it. The, the German league, the Bundesliga, um, probably owns a lot more than the Dutch league does. Mm. The Premier League, even more than that. So that's, mm. what, that's what we're all sort of looking at. All the, the money men and Sky TV and BT Sport want mm. these games to go ahead, don't they? And, and it, the teams have to pay back Sky if it's not completed. They'll hold that rumour that yeah. they have to pay back some money. So yeah, I, I just, yeah. it's crazy though, isn't it? In a situation where people are dying, that money's the. Mm. I guess that's the way the world is. But like, but in in terms of our league, would you would you give Liverpool the title, or, or do you think? Because I, I personally think that even though it's a million to one shot that if the, the league carried on, they wouldn't win the league. Mathematically, they haven't won it. So if you gave them the league without mathematically winning, would the the teams who are like seventeenth go well? You know, you've given them the league, not mathematically there. We're not in the relegation zone. You relegate those teams. So I just think you can't really, even though they were going to win the league. Let's be fair about that. That they weren't going to blow that. Yeah, I think as I said, I think it's the two options: is you either conclude the league, you 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 see it out, you play it out, you play them nine games, or you just say we're scrapping it. Um, and we're starting over again. This this whole season is void. Liverpool don't win the league. You don't give Liverpool a league. You don't relegate any teams. There's no promotions, and you just start again. Because I don't think it's fair um, on the teams that get relegated when they still have a shot at staying up. And mm, we've seen yeah. before all these miraculous recoveries, haven't we? Yeah. And it is unfair on Liverpool, and it's the kind of thing you'd imagine happening to Tottenham.
It's interesting you say all their fans were actually quite good because when we lost to them at Anfield, some of the fans in the pub that I was in were just unbearable. But then yeah. in terms of Twitter, I think if you've got every single football fan on, on of any team on Twitter, hmm. the percentage of each club that have their idiot fans, I think would be fairly similar. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've had a season ticket for six years. I don't know if you've got a season ticket or anything, but I've had it for six years. And since I've had that, I can completely understand why we're hated quite a lot because of our fans and some of the people I sit with. My goodness. Yeah, no, I don't do a lot of games. I don't have a season ticket at the moment. I used to years um, but I, I go to a lot of games, so yeah, yeah I can sort of compare with that. Uh, yeah. Them feelings. Well, yeah. what, what do you think of the new stadium? Would, would you rather be back at White Hart Lane, even though it's not as up to date and 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 big, or, or are you happy with the new stadium? And again, I'm just sitting on the fence. I'm really poor, aren't I? Um, I, can, I love White Hart Lane. Hmm. Um, I've been there since I was eight. Hmm. Um, City game, the atmosphere there, certainly after the penalty save and everything, was as as good an atmosphere as I'd ever heard at White Hart Lane. No, I didn't go to that one. It was it was the last home game I think we played in the league where Berg Vines um, debut where he scored that quality goal, and the atmosphere there, certainly the entire second half was just phenomenal, as good as any I'd ever heard at White Hart Lane. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I, I was in the stand there with uh, Mr. Pelopi, and it was, it was better than that, I'll be honest. Yeah. It was better than that. The only episode I did in that, I don't understand that. Um, it, 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 it was unbelievable. He said, that's the best episode I've ever been in. Yeah. Um, it was rocking. That place was rocking. Of course, we did it right now. Um, then, you know. As much as we missed the lane, we, we, we're going to be learning. Really. Mm. But it is just, it, it's when you're watching the girl in your drawers and the family. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is anyone else? You try and see the gap. It's very hard if you're watching dress on the pitch. Yeah, but I, I, I went to White Hat Lane quite a lot. Obviously, the season ticket I, I had was a few seasons there. And there were some games there where the, the crowd were absolutely dead when there was not much happening. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. It's so, I remember we beat, I think Stoke, no, might have been West Brom 4-0 where Kane scored a hat-trick, but he scored early on and then pretty much as soon as he scored the first goal, game over, fairly yeah. quiet in there for the rest of the game, he scored that goal yeah. after like 10 minutes I think, so it was like 70, 80 minutes of just, not that much atmosphere, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? What do you think of the new 
Uh, well, I love White Hart Lane, like, like you say, but I think to be, to be a big club like we're trying to be, you have to have a bigger stadium, and it is amazing. Like, I, I get the train, so I walk from Seven Sisters. As soon as you get out of the station, you then see it in the distance. And, yeah. and I went to Wembley as well, which Wembley has completely lost its appeal to me now. Wembley yeah, should be the stadium that you go to as a one-off to, in a final and stuff like that, and 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 playing there every week lost its appeal. And, and what I do like about the new stadium as well, it's copied White Hart Lane in the sense that the fans are close to the pitch, whereas Wembley, they were miles away. Yeah. So I, I think the atmosphere will be there. Um, and I, I'm in the, the one-tier stand, essentially the cop. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I really like it. And I think, I mean, even, even if you moved into White Hart Lane now, It'd still take a bit of a honeymoon period to get used to it, wouldn't it? So I think in a couple of years that that new stadium will come into its own, and then people won't forget about White Hart Lane, but they'll they'll be talking about the new stadium in the same kind of way that they used to talk about White Hart Lane. Yeah, and I think you know, Devonport G, they they spent a lot of time, didn't they, um, incorporating the old White Hart Lane into the school. Yeah, a lot of time with the acoustics of the stadium. Um, and they've done an amazing job there. But I did the tour with my son. Oh, really? Um, at the new stadium. Yeah, it was just, it's just, it's magnificent. Oh, wow, yeah. um, and they didn't, they didn't show the NFL bit. Um, no. They said you can do a tour of that as well. They said it's like everything's twice as big. They've done an amazing job. You know, they've done an absolutely fantastic yeah. job well, there. Well, have you been into the shop? It's bigger than my local Tesco. It's, it's just oh, no. absolutely <laughs> huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did the tour of White Hart Lane uh, three years ago now, I think. Um, so yeah, so I can imagine it, everything in this new stadium is bigger and better. And yeah, it must be fairly unbelievable. So obviously this season hasn't been very good, but then, it, I mean, that's just in, in terms of our, our previous season. So we, we've got high standards there. Uh, how would you kind of rate our season uh, obviously disappointing but yeah. there have been some good moments um, but then some really bad moments yeah and you, you just talked about it there as a, a little bit of a pause that you know is a bit of a, a Champions League hangover I think um, and I think a hangover from, from the poor form last season that just carried on into this season didn't it yeah. Do, do, do you think we'd have had a completely different season this season if that Champions League final we had have won it and the players would have been bouncing then? Do, do you think we'd have been kicking on? Although I think Ericsson would have probably wanted to leave anyway. Yeah, I, I think... I don't know where Ericsson would have wanted to have left, you know, because we see it when Gerard's obviously wanted to leave Liverpool when they won the Champions League. Yeah, maybe not. I know, I know it's different. Is a scouter and a Liverpool boy, um, but I think if you're winning big major trophies, then why, you know, why, why would you want to leave these top teams? So I don't know, um, but I, I, I do, Chris. I think if we were to run that Champions League, I think our season this season would have been completely different because I think it is just a, it, it's just getting over that line now, yeah. and I think there's um, there's a real sort of I think a sort of the belief isn't there, isn't it? They've been they've come so close so many times now, and I think a lot of them are just so disheartened by that. That you know, if we would have got it over the line in that game, 
Who who, who do you think was to blame for not getting over the line? Like players, the manager, the chairman. I think it's a combination of kind of everybody. Um, Some of Pochettino's tactics, like that that Chelsea FA Cup semi final, playing Sun as a left or right back was. uh, I mean, that was strange. Uh, Not not changing things maybe um, but then the players you know you, you've got all these leaders that they say on the pitch and they're doing much and then obviously Levy not not buying the players that Pochettino wanted mm. what, what do you think the, the main issue there? Oh, personally I always I always know it comes down to the players on the pitch um, they're good enough to win football matches they're, they, they were good enough to beat Liverpool so they're as I said a fantastic team um, but on their day, we've done it. You know, we, we, I started Wembley when we absolutely nicked this piece, pieces mm. to do it for them. Um, you know, so on their day, they're good enough to do it. I honestly just think it was a matter of, of belief. They don't believe that they can get it over the line. And obviously, after 22 seconds, by <laughs> a penalty, um, yeah. and then scoring that penalty, if Lurie would have saved that penalty, I think it would have been a completely different game. I think that would have spared us on the same way as it did mm. against City um, in the quarterfinals that we would have probably kicked on and win that game um, it was straight down the middle wasn't it and he's yeah, dived out of the way like if, if I was ever a manager my goalkeeper dived before the penalty got kicked I'd fine him like you, you dive out of the way these players are good enough now to see that the, 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 the weight is on certain foot and they stick at the other side even if they're going when they stand up going, I'm going to the right side regardless they see the goalkeeper go to the right side. Okay, I'll change my mind. Stick it to the left. You, you've yeah. got to make the the striker make a decision because you, you don't know how nervous he is or, or 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 whatever. And if you make it easy for him, I I mean you can't really blame a goalkeeper for not saving a penalty. Yeah. But I think you've you've got to play the averages there. And you know some of Kane's penalty that get hit hard and and low into the corner in off the post. Even if he gets the right way there, you're not saving that. Whereas if, if you know, if you make him make a decision, they then think, okay, I've got to have a good penalty here because he's going to guess the right way. I just think, it, it, yeah. But then, you know, Sissoko shouldn't have been having his hand, waving his hand about. No, it's um, to be honest with you, I've not watched any of that game again. <laughs> yeah. so I, I couldn't even remember the penalty that you just said. Yeah. Um, because I just, I just can't bring myself to to watch any of it. It's just, it's just so, it's too painful to even. Yeah. I, I, I didn't actually think we played that bad. I, I thought. We didn't have anything you could call clear cut, but Alisson made quite a lot of saves. But then, yeah. what what are your views on? Are oh, we lost? Some people on Twitter are saying we lost it because Kane played more. We should have played. But my personal thing is that the penalty completely changed the game. It stopped Liverpool attacking. They yeah. sat back and played on the counter. Whereas if it was nil nil up until I don't know an hour, then it could have then been last thirty minutes a proper end to end game. And yeah. a lot- I was lucky enough to go to the game, um, and it was just a really dull, boring game. Uh, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you, so I, I missed the actual penalty incident. I was just going to my seat, and I got into the ground quite late. And I was uh, in my seat, and the guy was coming down. And was like, oh, for F's sake, we've just given away a penalty after 22 seconds. <laughs> so my first, so, so my first uh, memories of going into that stage was sitting down at my seat. 
Um, you so weren't at that end, were you? I was in that end, yes. Oh, yeah. God. Not even worse. Not that I was there, but to the side, and I was in a corporate type area. Oh, so we were in Liverpool final as well. Oh, and we were in, I was in the Oasis seat, so it, um, it was a bit, um, bit crazy. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have to agree to agree to that final. No. Um, but it was just a dull game, wasn't it? No. And then so, you just said. Try to go win it. Had to go for it, and exactly, it just killed off. The, it just killed yeah. off the spectacle, didn't it? That they knew how to, mm. and they just defended deep. It was a hot, really hot evening, um, and you know it was it was exhausting. I don't, I don't um, think it helped. It was about a, a month, a full month after the season finished, was wasn't it? So the yeah. players would have been. A, a, a bit of lacking match practice. I know they were playing reserve games to keep, but I mean that's. The reserve games are essentially a glorified training session, aren't they? They're yeah. not. But then yeah. to go back to what you said, what, who do you blame that? And I said, on the pitch. I did think about our preparation. I mean, it was a month. And Liverpool went there, like a week before us. Yeah. And, and I thought, we should be out there. Again, you know, just the weather and, and, you know, so I, mean, I think that Liverpool got a spot on in terms of their preparation. There's tracks we didn't. And, and let's be honest, Liverpool were there the season before in the final. Yeah. So they had that experience of being in the final, whereas it was all sort of new to us. And I think that that experience definitely helped them. Um, whereas, you know, it was all new to us. And um, I, I did think we played quite well, though. I mean, Origi's goal completely killed it off. But before that, I thought that was against the run of play. Uh, we didn't have anything that was massively clear cut. But uh, the, the clearest one was probably more of a shot in, in the box that fell to him and he just scuffed it a little bit. If he blasted out and connected to it, there's no way, unless it was straight at his face, that Alisson would have been able to react quickly enough to get rid of that. Um, but he, he, one of those goes in and then it's one all. Completely different m- momentum shift. Yeah, uh, but then Origi's goes in, completely knocks the stuffing out, game over, done, and then it's just... And I think I've spoke to Liverpool fans, and they said you deserve to win. You didn't deserve to lose it. Yeah. I think it's sort of a, a, a but we will never know because that penalty killed it off. Yeah. Do, do you think it was a penalty, or have you not ever seen? I have seen it again. Um, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's one of them ones if, that, if that's for your team you're screaming right. for that but I, I think it was just brilliant play by Mane because I think he flicked it up onto his hand on purpose he did yeah, yeah. and that's, that's to me that's what I should have been but I've also uh, as you said if it was against if we got it I wouldn't be complaining yeah um, you know so you know, it's just such a shame we'll never know how the game would have been we're absolutely bad for this because they can you know come out of school Two months later, we just never know. It's just so disappointing. But what an achievement! Mm. I don't care what people say. You can't celebrate it. Yes, we can. You know, mm. we made expect to get there at the start of the season, at the start of the first. Yeah, you know, I, 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 Alex Ferguson famously said, didn't he, like losing in a final is never a bad thing because it motivates the players to want to come back the next year. But that was a Man United when he had leaders all through his team, which in 16-17 season, I thought we had quite a few leaders, but they seem to have disappeared a little bit now. So, And I think it's a combination of things, whereas with, with Fergie, he did have them leaders. Um, 
But we, we've, we've come so near so many times, and I just think now it just needs a total refresh. Um, because, you know, we, we, we lost a League Cup final to Chelsea, we yeah. lost in semi finals, didn't we? Commander United and Chelsea. Yeah, I, I went to the League Cup finals. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. And, and the semi finals. Um, I just think, and, and you know, whilst we weren't really in that in the race with Leicester, I don't care anyway, we never, we literally never top of the lead. Yeah. You know, we could have put more pressure on them than what we actually did. Yes, yeah. the, the issue was that we had. We had chances, I think, West Ham when we lost 1-0 at Upton Park. Yeah, we win that, top. we go top. Yeah. And Arsenal, yeah. when we drew 2 all, when we were winning, we came with that unbelievable yeah. finish. We would have gone yeah. top there and we kind of let it slip. So you, you don't know what would have happened if Leicester had been pipped at, at yeah. some point in the season. Would they have just carried on and won the games that they won anyway? Or would they then have had something to think about? And You, you don't know. But like, and that, no. that, that Chelsea game was just embarrassing that, that we got drawn into just a, a fight essentially I mean that was just we, we were sitting pretty in that game 2-0 up you don't need to get involved in any of that that, that argy-bargy and arguments and anything like that let them get sent off but then we were a young team but bad memories yeah and um, I just yeah we just have to say we're moving forward really so in terms of next season whenever that is going to happen if, if, if there are no financial implications because of this virus and everything like that. Well, where would you be looking to improve uh, the, um, the, the squad? Right back straight away. I know this guy from here through the Belgian lad, Lumiere, who's coming. We're going to connect here in that thing. We've been looking at the Pinton Matilda, I think, to come in. And we've been linked with Southampton, Danish lad. Oh, Appendicitis and an injury, and, and mm. similar way to Wanyama. Wanyama, when he came in, was the best, one of the best central midfielders in the league at that point, and just yeah. injury has just completely destroyed him. Yeah, yeah. So it's such like a shame. That, someone, someone who can do, you know, that trick, um, and he wouldn't be a bad one. And I don't think he's got that, that long left on his contract. So, mm. catch such men we could get is a realistic option. Mm. Um, a backup striker. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're crying out for that, but then it's a real tricky one that I think, and it has been for a few seasons because we play with one striker up top, yeah, yeah. and you're trying to get in someone who who's who's got quality there, who who knows they're not going to play, and and now with this situation that we're in, basically the next two summers as a Euros and a World Cup, which players are going to be one of wanting to play in and you're not going to be playing in that if you're not playing so we tried two different options haven't we we tried Dutton Janssen and up and coming youngster yeah we did one in Holland that didn't work out and then we got Lorente an older player who would be willing to sit on the bench and some people argue that didn't work out and some people say actually he did a job I think he did a job no, no job as well yeah. um, and I think that's that's 
meaning that we should be looking at that mm. veteran type striker that we're talking about earlier that's done it, been there and done it. Yeah. Um, and doesn't mind, you know, he's not necessarily a, an international player anymore. Uh, 31, 32 years of age. Um, I don't know who that player is. No. Uh, Giroud would be know. ideal, but I, I can, I just can't see Chelsea letting him go. Well, apparently, I don't know. I just think I read yesterday that he's just signed an extent, a one-year extension. Yeah, right. Well, okay, that's I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true, but I, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Yeah. Cavani would be amazing because he's completely different to Kane and, and then what that gives you is a plan B which we don't have yeah. a plan B at the moment when you look previously when we had Pavlyuchenko, Kraut, Van der Vaart, Defoe mm. you could argue that Pavlyuchenko and Defoe were sim- same kind of poachers but like three different ways of playing with a striker there yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, they're, they're the areas that I would, yeah. I would be looking what, what, at. What do you think of? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know who's available there. What, what do you think of the, the goalkeeper situation? Because I like Lloris, and getting him for nine million or whatever it was whenever we got him was an absolute steal. But and he's been fantastic for us, but he's he's making too many mistakes at the moment. So I, I, I I'd, I'd be looking to get rid of him, but then goalkeepers are going to cost a fortune, and I think we're, we're going to be stuck. Yeah, and that's my thing. Is there anyone better? I actually love Lewis. Um, mm. I, I really do. And I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He's the best keeper I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without, without question. Without any question. And he's, you know, he kept us in the, the court final yeah. against Man City last year, saving that penalty. And he's done the, you know, he saved the penalty, as you said, against um, against City this season, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's, he's still doing bits, but... I think his decision-making is just... He makes too many errors. Yeah. He does make too many errors. I just don't... But so, you know, the game makes errors. Um, yeah. Chelsea makes errors. Keepers do make errors. And what, what his problem is, he seems to make them in big games that cost us dearly. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know who would get in that is better than him. No. That's, that's, I, that's I, not I, I, I'd like to see someone like a Nick Pope. But then, I mean, that's going to be at least 40 million at least. And, and just you know we, we've got to like you say we need a holding midfielder because we haven't got one we need a backup to Kane so I, I just yeah. don't think we it's have that yeah. 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 What, what players you really need and, you know, I do think we need to yeah. Yeah. down the line but I don't think it's um, we're not what about playmaker? Because I, I, I thought that Ericsson was our most important player, certainly in, in the Pochettino era. When, when he played well, we played well, similar to like De Bruyne at um, Man City, and, and someone like Kane makes the runs. What you had this season when Ericsson didn't play is players like Sun Kane weren't running. Because they know yeah. that it's pointless because no one's going to pick him out from 50 yards. As soon as Ericsson came on, the Villa game was a perfect example of that. They started making the runs. But do you think we need we need a playmaker? Or do you think the Celso, who's been one of the bright sparks this season, is is that player? And, and again, obviously, a playmaker is going to be expensive. So if La Celso can yeah. be that player, then we've already got him, so we don't have to spend money. Yeah. What, do you think, I mean, what do you think on that? I think um, La Celso... Could be. He does look a bit different from Ericsson, doesn't he? Mm. Um, but I'd like to see like an Ericsson type come in, but again, I just think um, we're going to... Mm. I'm not sure 
Coutinho, 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 Coutinho. Um, well, he's just going to cost an absolute fortune again, and wages are going to be through the roof. So. down to Levy yeah that's down to Levy like I think that Loris deal was a brilliant deal but I think it was a bad one because it made look I think Levy think oh you know I've got everywhere I can do what I want here mm. I think he's so stubborn like we have Jack Grealish didn't we for like I think 25 yeah. million and he only been yeah. 22 and he's like yeah. what the hell is 3 million when you're already bidding 22 just just bid the rest of it you, you've got a brand new stadium Guns and Roses AJ Lady Gaga and all that you make that 3 million back just in beer sales well, this is the thing, and, and, and again, going back when I was reading the Rivaldo thing, you, you think to yourself, if you'd have just made that extra little push at that time, mm-hmm. instead of getting all them free transfers, the amount of money you would have made around the world in shirt sales and, yeah. and the, the attention that it would have brought to Tottenham at that time would have been massive. Yeah. Um, and it is just things like that in the transfer window. And it's easy to say, you know, we're not, we're not running it, but you can just see it. And you just think these are just really simple decisions and you just said like an extra three million but we've got three million so it's maybe yeah. uh, 50, 60 million with merchandising as well I know they've got probably got a bigger fan base but apparently Cristiano Ronaldo's £80 transfer fee was paid off in just shirt sales in like a year or two years yeah. Yeah. and same with Beckham Beckham was even quicker obviously it was a lot lot less money but yeah I mean I don't know um, I, again I was making a few notes just getting back again I mean Talked about was there was a time when we were after Aguero. Apparently, there was an athletic over driller. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, it comes through and breaking news on Sky. You know, the little yellow bar. Tottenham make um, thirty-five million pound bid for Aguero. It was it was a time when they said Levy was going around with his wool bar of money. So, we were apparently after the Guido Aguero. Then at that time, and it was at Angelico yeah. Bauer. Um, and I sign any one of our players in Premier League era that we've had to improve this team money's no object who would you have? Oh, that's, a <laughs> that's a great question um, it's, it's a heart and head thing isn't it really mm. um, I would love to see Gareth Bale come back mm. um, I, I just think that would just give us such a lift. It's another one, isn't it? It's a mega signing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it ever happens because the finances. But if it was in yeah. the dream world, I'd love to see him. Yeah. Well, I think he's just priced himself out of any move. Really, he's on like five hundred grand a, a, a week. Even yeah. Man United, a Man City can't compete with that. No. And and, and is he gonna 
join somewhere and go, yeah, I'll half the wages. I, 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 probably not. No, I don't think you're ever done that, but I think if you're living in the dream world, that's the one I would love to see come back. Yeah. Um, you know, like sort of you know, more of a realistic um, a I just think we're really missing someone who can just string a game together and, and run the game. Yeah. And I think our midfield, I said it last week to um, uh, Grant, I think, I think our midfield are so concerned about pushing up. We haven't got, like like you said earlier, we haven't got the holding midfielder. So our, our, as soon as they get past our midfield now, it's attackers versus defence. And then we haven't got any... But Modric could play that that playmaker role in a holding yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. So you get yeah. the best of both worlds there, and, and just. I'm Imagine if you would have had Modric with Dembele. Yeah, yeah. I love Dembele as well, and we, yeah. we really went downhill when he went. I'm not sure why we sold him, but yeah. No, it was just, yeah, I think with him, he was coming out of contract, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe he could get a, a, could get a few million quid from China, yeah. um, so it was just get him out of the door now, because otherwise we're going to lose him on the stage for nothing. Yeah. Um, I, whereas I think if we had him in the centre, he could have been the business, really. Yeah, I've, I, it's just a shame we lost those players, but then you... you any team could argue that, I think. But if, we, if we'd have had Bale and Modric in, in that 16-17 season, I think we'd have won that league. Oh, yeah, about any question. I think going forward, we're good. When everyone's fit, you've obviously got Kane up top, Son behind him, Mora or Bergwijn, one of the two, Ali, who he had an indifferent season. But he's still got some... He's still got skill there. I think he's just got to get back to... Concentrating on football and just kind of yeah. put all of that. Like I'm a celebrity. Yeah. On the side, you can worry about that when you've uh, retired from football. Yeah, I agree. Defensively, is where we really need to sort of centre. Um, going forward, I haven't yeah, going back to get another place would be lovely. But I think for now, we really need, unless Hamarino you know, builds it on adapts, isn't it? As you said, like George Graham is building that strong defence. Yeah, I, 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 I do think we've got quite a good defence. I just think the midfield aren't supporting them enough. And you see so many times as well, we, we get caught out on the wings and whoever's playing further forward on that side isn't tracking back, which we used to have that all the time. You know, Walker used to have whoever was on the right side in front of him coming back to help him but then in, yeah. in that time the majority of the games we always had the ball so we weren't really defending that much we're not doing 
doing the pressing that no. we were doing before. Yeah. We're not defending from the front, which is what we used to do, and that just puts huge pressure on the defence anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a, it's a team thing, isn't it? It's from the front to the back. And um, once we can score goals, they also need, need to do their bit of, of working hard as well. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I just think. In terms of our team at the moment, the, the most important position would be that holding midfielder that you were talking about, just yeah. to have some kind of security there, really. Yeah, someone to play alongside yeah. um, and Bombele, really, isn't it? And to, yeah. to, then you can get the full potential out. I mean, he's not had that. No. Um, so I think I think what you need within Dombele is the license to just go forward. Yeah. But. Yeah, when we had either Dyer or Wanyama alongside Dembele, Dembele had a bit of a license to go forward, skim a couple of players, and then give it to someone else. But that, that yeah. front four literally had—I mean, you had you had two wide players who had to track back if we were didn't have the ball. But when we had the ball, they had the license to just stay forward, do what they want, because they had the security of Dembele and Wanyama or Dyer there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think we've missed that, and then yeah, and then the pressing, like you said, we got the ball back so quickly. We we, we did that before Liverpool did it, and then they copied us, and they just carried it on. And what what else they've done? And like, I disagree with the people who say Levy doesn't spend any money. I just think he doesn't spend it wisely, or what the players or, or what the manager wants. Mm. Whereas you yeah, look at Liverpool, Klopp said he needed a goalkeeper, they get Allison. He needed a defender, they got Van Dijk. And that, that was all from the. Um, money. Yeah, whereas we spent all of that money from the bail money, it was just. I think Ericsson was the only one who was a bit of a success. Maybe Lamella, maybe he's a bit yeah. hot and cold. But yeah, I, I think it's just. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I think we've Summer try uh, signing happening with this issue. Yeah, no point moaning about it. Um, there's more serious things going on in the world than you know than football and everything else. So there's people dying. So you know, yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's a nice kind of escapism for us to talk about and all that. But we've got to be realistic and um, what will be will be kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah.
Okay, so that's about it for today. I think we've discussed everything that we want to talk about. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to discuss or any burning issues that you want to moan about regarding Tottenham or football in general. Uh, no, I think I'm all moaned up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like therapy, this thing. It's, it's just, you know, free therapy. You get to moan about stuff, no one gets to tell you to shut up. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's like charging, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not enough people listen to it for me to charge, I'm afraid. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, th- thanks for that. Uh, it's been good to have a chat with you. Um, again, if, if, if you want to come back on at any point, then feel free to drop me a message. Um, yeah. Anyone uh, give, give Mark a follow on Twitter. His um, Twitter handle is at nineteen eighty one Spur. Um, give him a follow. Um, anyone wants to um, ask any questions, any comments uh, uh, on the podcast, uh, that's at L Talk Tottenham. Um, and then we'll have another episode soon. So thanks again, Mark, and thanks for listening, everybody. And back soon.